thanks to what is being termed persistent inflation, we are looking at another interest hike later this week. Here's the senior economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. David McDonald joins us now for more on this. David, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. Uh, what are you expecting come Wednesday, David? Well, June 1st is the next uh, decision for the Bank of Canada. It seems pretty certain that we'll get at least a quarter of a percentage point, but probably more like a half of a percentage point increase from one5 to 2%. Not out of the question if we saw three quarters of a point um, up to uh, you know one point seven five. That'd be similar to where we were prior to the pandemic, prior to when interest rates dropped uh, in in early twenty twenty. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear that we'll see another interest rate increase uh, again on Wednesday. So what is this uh, telling us? Because the bank, if it's another 0.5 increase, the bank has not had, David, back-to-back half percentage hikes in some 25 years. So again, what is that telling us? I mean, are we doing enough, uh, quick enough to combat rising prices, or are we kind of desperately playing catch-up now? Well, I mean, the problem is that no one, including the bank, knows the right answer to that, of course. Uh, And so what we've seen is very high uh, inflation that it seemed transitory in the fall when it when it really started to kick off and the the war in Ukraine really kicked that up to a new level and now it seems like we'll be living with inflation for some time and the six point eight percent figure that we saw in the April inflation data um, is likely to stay at a similar level uh, when we get the May data. Uh, in about uh, two weeks' time. Uh, Part of the reason why is in the April data, we actually saw a bit of a decline in gas prices just based on when the survey was, but this gas price has gone back up. Um, And we've seen a bit of a decline in house prices. We might see those two kind of offset each other, but still stay in that 6.8% range. Um, The bank's own projections uh, say that 2% rate, which we're not at yet right now, we're only at 1, 2% rate is is in the neutral range, 2 to 3% is neutral, which is to say the low interest rates are not driving uh, more economic growth. People are taking out more loans and buying things. Um, and so I think with this persistent higher inflation over the spring of 2022, they'll likely try to get to that at least 2% level, maybe by the end of the summer, um, to sort of remove what they see as additional stimulus to the economy. All right, interest rates, they don't seem to be having that much of an effect or a big effect on these rising prices. You just mentioned the 6.8% inflation rate recorded last month. Uh, what sort of impact are these rising interest rates are they starting to have on people and on Canadian families? So, David, do we know that? Well, I mean, I think what's what's important to note is that some, that inflation is an average of a variety of different prices. Some of those prices are interest rate sensitive, so they're going to react pretty quickly with interest rate change, and others aren't. Uh, so we think of like gas and food prices, those are not interest rate sensitive. So if interest rates go up one or 2%, you don't take out a loan to get gas. You don't take out a loan to buy groceries. You're just usually spending that straight out of cash. Even if you're paying with it on a credit card, credit card interest rates are relatively unrelated to uh, the Bank of Canada rate. So those prices are going to continue to stay high, um, even if interest rates go up, except if you get into a situation where you've caused a recession because interest rates went up too fast a bunch of people lose their jobs and they, they don't need gas anymore. They can't pay for it. Um, that, that is a potential scenario. And I think a lot of people are concerned about it. Other things are very interest rate sensitive. Um, here I'm thinking of the housing market in particular, um, where you, you do need a loan to go get a house. And so when you take that loan out, the interest rate's very important. You're watching which rate it is, how much it's gone up or down, how much you think it's going to go up or down. Um, and so I think that's where we're going to see this impact first. 
part of the challenge, of course, is that we're seeing these these rapid increases in the overnight rate from the Bank of Canada. Um, but there's delays in terms of when you get the inflation data. And so in essence here, we will have seen two increases without really seeing the impact on the the Statistics Canada, infl- you know, the official number, as it were. Um, but I think that's the first place we're going to want to look is on uh, the the real estate side. And it's in it's not actually in, in the purchase in house prices themselves that actually affects, uh, you know, it does have an effect there. But the, you know, the real impact on GDP and whether we're going to see a recession out of this um, is in is in sort of the, the knock on effects of high or low housing prices. So that's um, the payments that go to real estate mortgage brokers, for instance, it's the construction of new houses per se, not necessarily the sale of existing houses, uh, as well as renovations to houses. If people see a rising housing market, they're more likely to, to spend on renovations. But the opposite is true if they start to see a declining housing market. And so these are kind of sort of the things that we would see an impact on um, fairly quickly. We'd see them on the GDP side. And those are things that could start to cause a recession if we start to see house price falls a House prices fall a lot. Those are the types of things on the GDP front that we'd also see fall. Mentioned a moment ago, David, in anticipation of Wednesday, that uh, there is the possibility of maybe a uh, 75 basis point uh, hike. That's not out of the question. Uh, How likely do you think that might be? Uh, I think it's possible. I I think that a that a a half a point is more likely, Um, and so that would get us back to pre-pandemic levels where we're at one point seven five percent. We have to remember these these are really low. I mean, even even though it's happening quickly, the increases are happening quickly uh, at the start of twenty twenty two. These rates remain very low. Um, Now, you know, prior to the 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 Great Recession in two thousand and eight nine, rates were 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 well above that. um, Certainly, well above you know the you know, three, four percent was pretty was pretty common. Um, we have to remember, of course, that there's much higher household debt now and much higher corporate debt now. So a lot more private sector debt now than there was, um, you know, in the in the 2010s or in the 2000s. In part because of this big run up in real estate prices, people have to spend more on their, you know, they take a bigger mortgage to buy a house that would have cost less in the past. Uh, and so there are risks to that, of course, um, which is that because you've got higher debt. As the interest rates go up, um, you've, you know, when you have to refinance that debt, you get hit. Uh, but also, there's been a, a lot more use of um, home equity loans of credit, uh, and these aren't as protected. I mean, if you've got a fixed rate five year mortgage, you don't have to renegotiate that till, till the end of those that five years. And so, you've got some breathing room. Even if rates go up, you're not going to be affected immediately. Even if you have a variable rate mortgage, often your monthly rate doesn't necessarily change. It's just the, you know, the effective length of the mortgage changes. Um, and so again, you're not going to be affected immediately. Um, but it's really, you know, things that are a bit more uh, sensitive are going to be home equity lines of credit, which, which can increase, you know, they, they can be linked and they can start going up right away. And so once you have, you know, once you have to start paying more there, maybe you start spending less in the economy, maybe you go out less to dinner and so on. Uh, and so this is, I mean, these are some of the things that, that, uh, a lot of economists are pretty concerned about is that if the Bank of Canada can't deliver a soft landing and delivers a crash landing instead, they might get inflation under control, but it might be at the cost of causing a recession. Yeah, and to that uh, point, those points that you just made there, uh, David, I want to ask you about the impact this is having on uh, younger Canadians, in particular uh, Gen Z and millennials, because there's a a new survey out that says that uh, almost half of Generation Z and millennials are now living 
paycheck to paycheck and just the impact that's having. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this in particular with the uh, housing prices, people trying to get into the market for the uh, first time. It's almost impossible now because of these uh, rising uh, housing costs and housing prices. But uh, talk to us a bit more, if you could, about the impact this is having on Gen Z and millennials. Yeah, unless you've got somebody like your parents that are already in the housing market and can help to finance your own purchase of a house, it becomes very difficult to get into the housing market. Uh, when we talk about debt and loans, we often are thinking about um, uh, real estate loans, for instance, or credit cards as a type of debt. Um, for uh, students, uh, people who've just graduated from post-secondary, whether it's university or college, uh, their biggest form of debt is going to be student debt. Um, tuition rates have been rising rapidly across the country. And so as a result, um, we're seeing big increases in tuition debt. Um, it's not necessarily because this is interest rate sensitive, um, but what it does is it constrains your ability to do something else when you graduate. So if tuition was a lot cheaper and you graduate, then you've got more money potentially to save for a down payment or to afford a, you know, a mortgage payment or to save for retirement. Um, Students that are just graduating now have less ability to do that. Um, and so this is another type of debt that's going to that's gonna weigh down on households because we've decided that, um, that we should be shifting the burden of who pays from university from the public, as to say from governments, on the students through higher tuition, which they'll, they'll often finance through student debt. All right. Got to leave it there for now, David. Appreciate it as always. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday. Thanks for having me. You bet. David McDonald is a senior economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. As we await and look ahead anxiously to a Wednesday to see what the Bank of Canada will do with the interest rate. And we're back after this. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.